Hello, and welcome to episode one of Professional Balance, a bonus content series of the Saturday Morning Hustle. These long-form audio-only podcasts will be posted the last Monday each month as an opportunity for you and I to dive deep into the issues that challenge all entrepreneurs, business owners, career builders, and decision makers. How to balance what seems to be contradictory viewpoints in business and personal life. This will be a discussion of more than just work-life balance. We'll examine a variety of this and that scenarios. But with that being said, we will start this first episode by talking about work-life balance. And in fact, it will be work-life versus hustle culture is our topic today. Let's get started. So I'm a big hustler in the uh, avenue of hustle culture for sure and probably not the best at work-life balance. One of the reasons I wanted to start the Balance Series with this conversation because it's definitely something of a conversation with myself and reminders to myself as well that you can be very hardworking, you can have great work ethic, and still take care of your health and your personal life and have work-life balance. Now, of course, the epic question always is, how and when and why and how do you know how to balance these factors? So let's start with some obvious points. Let's start at the beginning, work our way through the process, and by the end of this conversation, hopefully we will come to a place where we feel like we, as each one of us in this conversation, anyone listening, finds your own way to balance your work life and your hustle culture because I do believe it's important that you have both. So let's start at the beginning, that being successful at any level, whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or you're developing a career, absolutely takes an ama- a huge amount of hard work and patience. There's no doubt about it that success comes from hard work and patience. I've never known a successful person who shied away from work. And in fact, I typically find people who try to take shortcuts and look for the easiest route to success to either either neither achieve it nor retain that level of success. And we'll, we'll discuss why in a minute. There's no such thing as an overnight sensation. And the fact is going viral, as people like to say these days, the likelihood of that is extremely low as well. So neither of these things should be in your thought process of there's no need to hustle, grind, and put work ethic behind something to be successful when you can simply be an overnight sensation or go viral. These things just in truth don't happen. Statistically speaking, the idea of that is very, very, very low. So anyone who would give you the advice to do that would be steering you in the wrong direction. I'm going to tell you to do the exact opposite Do not think about an overnight sensation and never, ever plan on going viral. Definitely don't spend any time or money or effort on going viral. Instead, if you build something from the ground up, build it instead of inherit it or instead of accidentally falling into it, which is what going viral is, the likelihood of you continuing to develop something from partially successful to very successful and then maintaining it or being sustainable with that success, and this is where long-term success comes in, it is much higher of a probability for you to create sustainable success if you build the vehicle that got you there, whether that's a business that you start 
or your career that you develop. So building something and building it over time has so much more value because you understand how it is built. You see it from step one to step 100 to step 1000. If you need to make adjustments, whether they're small adjustments, like the market has shifted or you have a new competitor, or major adjustments like the COVID-19 situation, coronavirus affecting all business and pursuits, career pursuits at this time, no matter what the adjustment is, you'll see it coming, you'll recognize it, and you'll know what adjustments you should make and are most likely to be successful short-term and long-term if you have built the vehicle that got you there, if you developed the system, if you worked it from scratch. And if you do have to take steps back, at least you know what those steps are and and how you will be able to move back forward again with them when the opportunity presents itself. So building something has so much more inherent value than accidentally falling into success because that is not sustainable. So if you have built something over time, if you have the patience, if you put the effort in, and if you know how much work it takes to get there, taking a step back or making those adjustments will be less effect on you in the short term because you will understand how to move forward. Sometimes taking a step or two backwards is actually the smart move, but it's really hard to do in the moment. It can be a little bit painful, a little bit embarrassing. There can be some ego involved, but there are lots of reasons why people often won't take the necessary step back. Sometimes you have an opportunity presented to you that looks good on paper, but is logistically going to be hard, impossible to pull off, or not profitable. Sometimes something looks good that really isn't. You have to examine all the aspects of it to understand if you should move forward or not, how much work you're going to put into it, how much value you're going to get back out of it. This goes to how much work you're putting in, thus how much work you have to balance with work life. So taking two steps back is sometimes the right move. Sometimes being very aggressive, very determined, and moving through a situation uh, instead of going around it or taking a step back, literally going over the top of it, is the approach as well. And here's where we have another discussion about balance. How do you know when it's time to allow yourself to make the adjustment, even if it means taking steps back? Or do you keep your head down and keep barreling forward in what you feel is a better avenue for getting around the obstacle that's in front of you? The balance is how much of an effect is the thing that's, that's, that is setting you back? How big of a hurdle is it? How much extra work, not just the work level you've already put in, but the extra work you'll have to do in order to step back and then step forward again? Or how much extra work we have to do to simply plow through and make do until you get on the other side of the hurdle? That's another conversation for every entrepreneur, business owner, decision maker, but understanding that you should make that decision based on the balance of effort and not on what you want the outcome to be. Of course, in both scenarios, you want the outcome to be the same. You want to get to the same place on the other side of the hurdle. But having that patience is where we started here on work-life balance, having patience, understanding it's a long play and that you need to know how to build through things or build around things as opposed to simply going through or being stubborn in the process. Often the lessons learned from taking a step back 
and being making adjustments and being patient will move you forward faster and better than simply bullying your way through to begin with. But you can't always take the now what you would call the easier approach and take a step back. Sometimes you have to bull your way through as well. So again, another area where you need to balance your decision-making process by looking at all the aspects and then weighing which one is going to be better in the short run and the long run. And in both of these scenarios, simply following the signs Sometimes the market will tell you, sometimes competitors will show you, sometimes other elements in your business process will will give you the sign as to what's working, what's not, what could be beneficial, what's not going to be, where you're going to meet resistance. Those signs are going to allow you to make this decision as to what the balance is between making adjustments, slowing down, maybe even going backwards a little bit as opposed to going forward, but in the wrong way. So that comes to the idea of creating your own path or disrupting a situation. It's very sexy these days for people to talk about disruption and about disrupting things and about changing all the rules, breaking all the rules, and doing thing, everything different than everyone else, which sounds great, except on the actual reality of execution, it's very hard to do. It takes much more effort. There's much more risk much more potential for it to actually be the exact wrong avenue to take. And you'll create that setback for you that now is probably not one or two steps back, but maybe 10 or 20, maybe completely killed any momentum you had at all. And so balancing, are you a disruptor or you're someone who simply finds better ways to do what's already being done? Of course, depends on yourself, your strengths and weaknesses, your competitors, your industry, et cetera. But if you take all of these things into account, you can balance how much of it should be done in a traditional way uh, with with an adaptation for your strengths and weaknesses and how much of it really can be and should be disrupted or pushed forward by you in order to achieve success. You don't want to be you don't always want to take the easy route with the the most minor adjustments, but you also always can't always take the disruption route because many, many times the idea of disruption, the idea of having a better mousetrap is just simply not true. What's been done for 100 years has been done for a reason, and sometimes that is the path you have to take. But again, think about how it affects you in your career path and your business development. So these are elements you have to balance already when trying to put in as much work, as much hustle, as much grind as you can into your business, into your career pursuits. You're already attacking it at full effect on the work ethic side. So what's the other side of the equation? Of course, it's life balance. Taking yourself out of the business, away from the business, distract yourself from the business, and pay attention to other things that are equally important to you in your life your personal life, the things that are outside of business. That's the balance we're going to talk about today. So let's talk about that half of the equation. Number one, putting in a lot of work over a long period of time because you're patiently building something often can run into the ideas of attitude, of keeping yourself positive and directed correctly inside your own head. That's the starting place for work-life balance is putting in the work, being patient about it, but understanding and having the attitude in your head that this is actually the best 
or at least better way of achieving your ultimate success goal as opposed to the, the ideas of an overnight sensation or taking the easy route, which typically has less likelihood of being successful. So keeping yourself positive, keeping yourself motivated, keeping yourself driving forward is the number one factor in the personal side of an entrepreneur or a career builder. But that comes from all of the things in your life that are not business, that are positive, that benefit you, and allow you literally the mental and physical strength to put the work in, to hustle, to grind, to get up early and stay late, to go in on the weekends when you have to be, to be the first one in, last one out. All of those things come from building your energy and keeping your mind right through your personal life. That's why work-life balance is so important. You must balance the things that are important in your life, the most important things in your life, because that will be the ultimate fuel for your business pursuit. Without that, you're simply putting in effort, you're grinding, you're doing labor for something that might be economically beneficial, but there's no other benefit to it. Even if you continue to tell yourself that you are mentally strong and keep a positive attitude and that will work out for you in the end, if you don't have anyone to share it with, if you don't have the other personal and emotional effects in your life, then there's no way that you're going to maintain a work level and a positive attitude necessary to be patient and put an amazing amount of work ethic in. So it comes with motivation. That's absolutely the starting place in work-life balance in your life balance is how you stay motivated, how you stay positive. That comes from finding ways to create personal time, personal time for yourself to be introspective, personal time with the people that are most significant to you. It can be spouses, children, your parents, your best friends, your closest circle of people, finding ways to create personal time that interrupts the flow of work in an intentional way is the absolute basis of work-life balance. Why are you putting all this work in? Because of the people in your life that you want to help, protect, and do things for. Some of the ways that you can continue on with keeping your energy high, keeping your motivation and your attitude positive is along with creating personal time for yourself is definitely, and I'm bad at this one, checking your diet. Not saying that you have to go completely vegan and go gluten-free and make massive changes to your diet, but it don't have to tell you, shouldn't have to say this out loud. Do you think you understand when I tell you, you also can't eat like crap at all times. You can't eat a lot of donuts, drink too much coffee, eat fast food, eat at the wrong hours of the day, eat inconsistently, etc. and expect your body to and brain to work at maximum levels. Your diet is beneficial for all of these things. You will keep your energy level up and keep your motivation and positive attitude up if you try to eat as best as possible, which means not an abundance of things that we all know are bad for us. Like I said, fast food, sugary treats, etc. cetera. Uh, trying to create some consistency in the timing and your schedule Taking those breaks when you when you can and when you need to, especially on the weekends, changing up your diet a little bit and paying attention to your body. 
uh, paying attention to what's happening in your body. When you know you have good energy, when you know you have bad energy, the things that affect you, the things that make you sluggish, the things that give you a little bit of pep, maybe give you some short-term burst of energy, but have a crash on the backside of them, paying attention to all these things and just trying to, again, balance all of the things that come with your potential diet. Try to do as well as you can, as much as you can, while you still allow yourself to be human, have those cheat days, have those those dinners uh, or treats on occasion that aren't necessarily good for you and when it comes to health, but make you feel happy and good about the taste, the flavor, or the decadence of actually ordering something you know you're not supposed to. So diet is a big aspect. I'm not really as good at it as I should be. The older I get, the more I try to pay attention to it. But it sneaks up on you and you can sometimes get into serious ruts where you don't realize that you've been eating poorly for a long period of time or that your timing is inconsistent, you don't have a good schedule, etc. These are all things, though, that if you are a type A personality and someone who's already pushing as an entrepreneur or as a business leader, you're probably very scheduled to begin with. You're very organized. And one of the things you can do is, is put your diet and, and calorie consumption, etc., into that schedule and try to manage it the same way you would manage everything in your business. The second tip trip up to diet, of course, is alcohol consumption. Again, I have bad habits of this on occasion as well, especially when things are very stressful. One of the ways that many people cope with stress, often stress that we've created for ourselves in our business dealings, is alcohol. The idea that alcohol will help us deal with the stress, that alcohol will help us sleep at night, that alcohol is simply being part of uh, social interactions, which are potentially networking or, or lead qualifying, etc., that we consider business, but we know that we're drinking too much alcohol. It goes right along with balancing your diet out. So balance your alcohol intake. Again, I'm not going to tell you not to drink, but think about how each drink you are having can affect your energy levels and your ability to get up the next morning and perform at peak levels when you're trying to hustle and grime. On the backside of diet and alcohol, of course, is fitness. And again, I go in spurts where I'm doing really good with my fitness and there are times where I'm really bad, especially when I'm in the busiest time of my year, but that's when I need the most energy. And so finding small ways to keep fitness up, like a standing desk, taking breaks during the day, making walks around the building or outside if possible, doing small things to keep your fitness up. And then when you, when time will allow, again, balance work and going to the gym, going on walks, doing physical activities, even if it's only on the weekend, but finding time, making time to create opportunities for fitness, both small and big, will ultimately again allow you to regulate your energy, keep your positive attitude and put that hustle and grind in because you are keeping yourself healthy. The lack of health, the lack of fitness in your life will drain your energy and not allow you to work and grind. Even if your brain is telling you it's time to go, your body will tell you it's not. And trust me, the older you get, the more likely that is to happen. My next point, this one I am very, very bad at, but again, I get better at it the older I get, and that is sleep. A lot of people try to claim that the hustle and grind lifestyle is not sleeping. And again, I am bad at this. And I used to be really bad at it because I just simply learned early in my life when I had a a career that I traveled constantly. My schedule was super irregular. And 
was very long hours with short periods of time where you got your rest. And we got very kind of militant about getting our rest when we needed it and getting it back on to the, the work cycle as quickly as possible. The more control I have over my career, the more control I have over my business, the more I've been trying to incorporate the idea of not trying to work all night long, trying to find breaks. My biggest problem is slowing down and stopping at night. I do like to get some work done late at night when uh, no one's calling, no one's emailing, there's nothing good on TV, there's nothing to entertain. And so doing a little bit of work before bed makes me feel like I've put a step ahead for the next day that's coming up, but it can also keep you from actually finally getting real sustainable sleep because you're not putting that timing and that schedule into slowing your brain down and committing to sleep as a valuable asset to the hustle and grind. It seems like they're counter each other, but in this case, if you will balance how much sleep and the quality of your sleep with how you spend your time when you are awake, as opposed to sleeping less gives you more time awake, but sleeping better will give you more energy, more focus, and more productivity in the time you're awake. You will feel, you will not feel bad about sleeping extra time here and there, especially on uh, weekends or at times when you aren't busy or don't have expectations very early the next day or late at night. So get that sleep when you can. Spend your time with your family and friends. We discussed it earlier. Those people that are significant to you and what you're trying to achieve because it's for their benefit. If you forget what it is you're working for, the likelihood of you keeping up the energy level is low. So remind yourself by spending time with family, friends, with pets, with anything or any person that gives you a positive feeling and attitude and reminds you that you're not just a hustle and grind, you're not just a business, but you're a person who's working within the business. Finding time for leisure is, is important as well. Leisure is the bridge between being able to, to accomplish as much as work as possible and getting that good sleep, that good fitness, keeping your diet up, Leisure time is the bridge between this. These are, and this could be anything that makes sense to you that is playful and takes you away from the business cycle. It can be sports, it can be pets, it can be playing video games, it can be listening to music, it could be making music, it could have a, something like creating art or doing something that is stimulating to your brain but not business. Leisure time, typically happy, has nothing to do with business and nothing that you would turn into a business opportunity. This completely allows you to, to get away from the business slog and clear your mind, which leads me to the next point, mental breaks. And I'm really bad about not taking mental breaks because taking five or 10 minutes here or there during the day, especially when I know there are many things still left on my to-do list, often feels a little lazy or feels like, what is the point of stopping when there's still work to be done? But again, the same way discussed quality sleep, again, if you allow yourself to take these breaks on occasion, just clear your mind, and when you come back, and not huge breaks, not multiple hours, not go see a movie, not take a long nap during the day, but taking five minutes here or there, taking 10 minutes, taking a walk around the block, however long that takes you, coming back and coming back with the idea that you will be refreshed, that your mind will be open, and that the next thing you're going to do list become your priority and you can really focus on it by taking breaks when possible and when necessary. So 
how do you balance taking breaks with going down that to-do list, getting things done, getting uh, accomplish what you need accomplished so that you can go home, spend time with your family, take time to relax in the evening, have some leisure, then find a way to get to sleep, et cetera. See how we're trying to work down that path. So how do you balance how much you grind through and how much you stop and give yourself these breaks? And at the end of the day, it's paying attention to your mind and finding a system that works for you that allows you to be that much more effective after you come off a break as opposed to when you feel like you've got through something but not necessarily at your highest level because you refuse to take breaks. So understanding how to start and finish incorporating these ideas into your already daily grind, the hustle that you're already on will allow you to Start to experiment, to understand when you can and when you can't, to take uh, the time when it's possible, to push through when not, and balance and pay attention to what works and what doesn't work for you. It's going to be different for every person, but if you pay attention to all the things we just discussed, you pay attention to how balancing this will ultimately give you a more energy or give you a better result at the end of the day, the week, the month, the quarter, then you'll find value in it and you can start incorporating this. I'm really bad about not being able to turn my brain off from work. I literally have a waterproof pad in my shower where I take notes every morning in the shower. Usually when I'm at events or driving in the car, I'm thinking about business. Sometimes I will stop and take notes, dictation on my phone, etc. Other times I will just hope to remember it and go home. Sometimes people will look at me and understand that my brain is somewhere else and I'm thinking about something else. Often I can hide it from them and kind of accomplish two things at once by being with the people that are important to me, being in my life, but still working or at the very least having work going on in the back of your head. But you, again, have to balance these things. What is the balance? What is work-life balance and where do you have to draw the line? Again, it's different for everyone. But the point of success is to provide and create opportunity for the people that are important to you. If being successful pushes them away or doesn't allow you to to create relationships with other people, with your, your family, with your friends, with the other entities that are important in your life, then what is the point of working that hard for success? The same thing you would say if you were being lazy and you were being unproductive, that would be a negative towards the people that are important in your life. And that's the reason we try to steer away from those ideas. So you can't be so hustle and grind, so working so hard and having such a work ethic that you push away or be detrimental to the people that are in your life. That's the point of success. So what it comes down to is ultimately the golden rule is treat everyone else. You would have them treat you. And when you ask other people for commitments, for their patience with the hours you put in, with the lack of vacations, with the lack of time off, with maybe large periods of time before between them hearing from you or being able to be social with you, when those things come back around fair play, when they ask you to contribute to their life, when they ask you to be a part of what they're doing, you have to do what you would ask of anyone else. That's for sure. And then an ultimate balance is, is this drive and determination or is it simply your ego? 
And do you know the difference? Do you know the difference between being driven and being needing to be and wanting to be successful and simply have an ego of needing to win or being seen as the best at something? Being a winner or being the best at something is completely different than trying to create the best outcomes for yourself. And this is a great point of balance for entrepreneurs and leaders. Because leaders often think they always have to be leading and always have to be leading the charge, being successful, showing themselves as a leader. But sometimes you are a better leader by allowing other people to participate or even lead themselves. And so you need to balance those things out. How do you do that? Well, you be flexible when you can. Uh, Take your small victories when it's necessary. Sometimes you're going for the big kill. You don't quite get it. Take the success that came up to it and move on. Use it to build on for the next attempt at that big victory. Also take your small defeats. And sometimes taking small defeats, don't make a habit of it, but allowing yourself to, for lack of a better term, have have a, a defeat to have something that didn't, didn't turn out as you as hoped, to not be successful at something, number one, you're going to learn lessons from it so you can build forward the next time that you make an attempt at it. But occasionally allowing, stopping and saying, I'm going to let that be a loss. I'm going to learn my lesson and move on into something else, put my energy, focus, budget, extent of time and money, et cetera, onto something I think can be more successful. Learning the list, those lessons are valuable. And then Allowing those small habits to those small defeats to go away without creating a habit will move you forward. And this is the balance of moving forward versus going over the top of something. So pay, pay attention to both your business life and your personal life in the same way. We understand in business, we have to pay attention to the small details. We have to pay attention to what our audience tells us, what marketing is being successful, what's not, what sales tactics are successful, all the things that we incorporate into our business, if they're successful or not, because they give us a positive return, because they move the organization in a right way. You have to be thinking about your personal life in the same way. What things are you doing? Sleeping better, eating better, taking time for leisure, taking time for to spend with, with people that are important to you. All of the things that ultimately create a positive outlook for you, a positive aspect, better energy, better drive, better determination, a better outcome are the things you should be spending more time on the same way you would do in your business. You would spend your money and and focus on things that are working. So do the same thing in your business. At the end of the day, pain is a sign. So pay attention when you have pains. This goes back to diet, exercise, and the physical aspects of your work-life balance. But the same thing is pain in other people is, should be as important to you as well. Pay attention to when you cause pain in other people by not being a part of their life, by not giving them the personal interactions that they're looking for as their significant other, by not... Cr- Interacting with them as a friend, a family member, as a community member, the pain you cause them it should also be a sign that maybe you've gone too far and are too focused on work and less on personal. Surround yourself with people who want the best for you. This sounds simple, but it's really easy. And so avoid negative people. Get them out of your life. But sometimes negativity is necessary. You need to find people who will tell you different things. You need to type different types of mentors. You need a mentor who cares for you deeply. They will tell you what you want to hear, but they're there to be supportive of you, and they will be motivational when the time is was needed. They'll be your greatest cheerleader. But you also need mentors that will challenge you, not take everything you say as going to be the, the best idea and make you prove that your ideas, your philosophies, your tactics, your goals, etc., are on the right path. 
That is one of the most important mentors you have. You also need mentors that will flat out call you out that aren't necessarily negative in a you can't do this way, but in a call you out, I want you to prove that you can, tell me your plan, show me how you're going to do it, not just either accepting that you will do it or accepting you can't do it, but someone who will call you out and make you prove you understand the process. And then finally, a mentor that just is looking for the facts, someone who just wants you to tell them what it is you're going to do, how you're going to achieve it, what it's based on, business success uh, of others, business success of yours in the past, models that work, etc., and proving your point by just providing the facts. There's less emotion, there's less judgment there, but there is a qualification as to whether you are on the right path or not and whether or not you are balancing your work and life correctly. So the ultimate question, how do we balance work-life? The answer, simplify everything we just talked about for the last 30 minutes, is Look at the big picture of your life and your business. In business, we look at different time periods, short, intermediate, long, and the big picture. Think about your life in the big picture as well. How does this business success fit into the big picture of your life? Will there be other people involved and will they be participating at the same level you will? Will they be there for you when you get there? Will it all work out and be worthwhile or... Is this just something that's driven by your ego, a desire to win, etc.? Look at the big picture. Work backwards into smaller chunks as to how you achieve things, how you measure success, and how you create opportunities for yourself. And ultimately, you end back up in what you need to accomplish today, this week, in the immediate future in order to continue to achieve that big picture success. So balance your work and your life by putting everything into a big picture context and then working backwards from there, making sure that you're doing both at the same time, not neglecting one or the other because, like we said earlier, what's the point of success if it wrecks everything that you're building it for? So thank you for listening to this very first episode of Professional Balance, bonus content series of the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. I'll be back next month with a new topic and a new podcast every Saturday for the hustle and grind motivation advice that you all expect. And when I'm in the office on a Saturday while the competition is still sleeping, please subscribe, leave a review and make a comment on social media about what balance issues you would like to hear me discuss on this series. If you agree, disagree, or like what was discussed here today, I appreciate you providing uh, yourself for 30 minutes or so here as we talk about work-life balance. And in the future, we'll talk about other aspects of balance, of being an entrepreneur versus a business owner, keeping optimistic or being realistic, how to deal with competition, internal and external, going along with the market or being a disruptor, how to hire help or do it yourself, delegation, etc. Do you want to be the smartest guy in the room? Is this good or bad a scenario? And how do you balance it all? These are some of the things we'll be talking about on this series. I appreciate you tuning in to the inaugural episode of this podcast. We will be back with another balance series episode the last Monday in February. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'll talk to you then.